No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Police chased a naked man passed out on a donkey. I'm Tony Kornheiser. That was awkward. We were never supposed to leave the backyard. Okay, if you saw a donkey or a burrow, as I call it, you would run, outrun him to get away from him. You would not touch... Not to, no, no, no. I wouldn't run donkey. away from a donkey. I would run away from a bear. But You know, you wouldn't run away from a bear. Would you get Dion? I would try to run away. From, <laughs> I, it, it, first of all, it doesn't matter how fast you run as long as the person with you is one. not as fast. But I hope there's a group. But I wouldn't... Would you run away from a donkey? I wouldn't. I no. Camels? You ever petted a camel? Yes, I, I petted a camel. Yeah. That's sweet. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, do the Eagles have to win tonight? What happens to Eli if he loses again? And should the Jags play half their home games in London? We'll get to that later, because we begin today with the hostile takeover of the Minnesota Timberwolves by Jimmy Butler. Yeah, can't get enough. Yesterday, Butler showed up at practice unannounced and reportedly dominated the play and punctuated his efforts with provocative comments towards management. He then gave a long interview to Rachel Nichols of ESPN in which he talked about his passion and his honesty and his need to be appreciated. The Timberwolves were so flummoxed by this that they canceled practice today. (laughs) Butler seized that opportunity by calling a players-only meeting where he aired his grievances toward management and conveyed to the team his feeling that, I run this. Will Bond, what do the Timberwolves do now? Saddle up, baby. Play a game. We can't get to the season quickly enough. Play the games. You got a leader out there. Maybe this style of leadership, Tony, maybe it doesn't have a long shelf life. Because there's so many sensitive players today that they don't really want to be dictated to by the old guy on the team. At least that's where it seems we're going. But as long as Jimmy Butler is in that uniform, that Timberwolves uniform, they open the season in San Antonio next week. I would put Jimmy Butler on the court and see what the T-Wolves have. So we got the report about the players-only meeting from The Athletic. This This thing is moving at a very fast pace. It, uh, what's going on in Minnesota. I'm going to go back to what I originally thought, which gives me no particular sympathy to Butler, because nobody wanted to trade Jimmy Butler. That's right. Nobody wanted to get rid of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler said, trade me, get me out of here, I have issues. I wonder if this is a capsizing right now. I think what I'm going to suggest now is very radical. It's based, actually, it's based on the reading of Patrick Royce today in the Star Tribune, in which he says of Jimmy Butler... That, that his head grew larger in recent years, that he doesn't think he's the player that perhaps you think he is. And he said about Thibodeau, apparently he did not confront Butler in any manner and he lost his roster forever. Now, that may be overstatement, but if, if I was there, I might actually think of getting rid of Thibodeau completely if you, I, if you, I, if I, if I felt, season. Oh, well, you lost the season. And I would say to Jimmy Butler, it's yours, go play. Well, but if we have, if we have tremendous conflict, I make quiche on him. I think that take is wrong. First of all, there's one fact that matters in Jimmy Butler in terms of how well he played. When he was on the roster, okay? He's the best player. The Timberwolves had a winning percentage of 627. That trailed in the West only Golden State and Houston. And when he went out, they couldn't win. They were 10 and 13 without him. So, Tony, he's got a big head. He wasn't as good. Why does he want to leave? You know, we've been over this every day. You keep saying you have no sympathy. You don't need any sympathy. Put him out there. 
Let him try to lead the way he wants to lead. If it doesn't work, you got up until the All-Star break, you can make okay. a deal. What does he but mean I'm by being with Jimmy Butler. What does that mean to be appreciated? I just think this. If Jimmy Butler's out there and he wants to make some demands of younger players that he doesn't think are playing up to his standard, that's what leaders on a team have done traditionally. And if it doesn't work, then get rid of them. But okay. start the season next week with Jimmy Butler. We move now to what started out as another very good Thursday night game, a blood rivalry, the Eagles and the Giants. Sadly, neither team is setting the league on fire, which sets up this question, Wilbon. To be taken seriously for a repeat trip to the Super Bowl, is this a must-win game for the Eagles? A must-win. So let me get this is right. It? The first-place team in that division, which we both think is no good, Washington, is 2-2. Two and two. Right. They lose this week, they'll be 2-3. and three. So the Eagles could lose and be a half game out. Still. Could. They could they could lose and be no more than a game and a half out. So and the other teams are the Giants mm-hmm. and the Dallas Cowboys, whose owner takes a shiv to them every week publicly in front of a bank of microphones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's no must anything. The Eagles don't even have a must win week game next week. So no. Okay, so I'm gonna parse the question a little bit. I actually do think it's a must win game for Why? the Eagles because because of this, I don't think it has anything to do with the return trip of the Super Bowl. I don't think beating the Giants means anything. Well, good. But I think if you lose this game to a terrible team in your own terrible division, then I think the rest of the NFC looks at the Eagles now and says, who cares? Who cares? And I don't understand what's going on because Carson Wentz has five touchdown passes and only one interception. And they're still one and two with Carson Wentz. And he's been sacked, I think, 12 times. Something's not working there. Not working. Don't you always say the other teams get paid too? Yes, they, they do. coaches that get paid. Yes, they do. And the Super Bowl team often faces this kind of targeting, if you will. Do they start off this badly? Car- usually? Carson Wentz. Even the Patriots have started off two and one. The Eagles are two and three at this point, but Carson Wentz is coming off a serious knee injury. That's and right. he needs some time. And three games, which is what he's played, is not time enough to decide, oh, Carson Wentz isn't getting it done for us. The Eagles oh, are no, in I'm struggle. not dumping Carson Wentz. The Eagles they don't run the ball, and now with a dry out, they can't run it. Tonight. That's They'll what I think. beat them, but it's not a must win. Here are some numbers for it's you. It's not. The Eagles happen to own the Giants. They've beaten them three straight. They've beaten them seven of eight. Seven straight primetime games. Yeah, I they've think they're seven them. and two in Eight in, out of in ten Giants in New York. Stadium. Eight out of ten in New York. So if they lose this. If they lose this, they come back next week. We'll be asking on Thursday, is this a must win for the Eagles? Not on Thursday because they won't be in the Thursday night game. Stop. They won't be in that. If this was a team off the beaten path for you, you'd be saying, uh, uh, and making such a big deal. But it's the Eagles. I-95, Eagles, Giants. Woo. Bears. Who cares? The team that is in I got a laugh on that. Did you hear that? that was good. need of a win, no matter what he says, is the New York Giants. Because a loss would drop them to 1-5. They're nearing the point, just like last season, when management wants to take a look at the future. One catch? That would mean turning away from Eli Manning, who is 4-16 and 16 in his last 20 starts. That's awful. Like that record. That's so awful. So, Tony, if Eli struggles once again... What's the Giants' move? Let me just repeat. Four, this guy has two Super Bowl rings, 4-16 and 16 in his last 20 is awful. What is their move? They have no move. Okay, they fired. They go to the backups. They, we'll get to them in a second because yeah. nobody in America has heard of them. <laughs> they fired the coach last year because he benched Eli Manning. They brought in Shermer, right, to resurrect Eli Manning. Yeah. If they go to 1-5, how's that resurrection working? Now go ahead. Tell who's backing up Eli I, Manning. I, I, I've never heard of him. There's a guy from Richmond. And a guy from where else? Okay. 
There's a guy from Richmond. Ma- no, wait. The guy from Richmond is Kyle Lawletta. You're not familiar with his oeuvre? No, you are. How about Alex Tanney from Monmouth, not- but not that Monmouth, not the one in New Jersey, the one in Illinois, which yeah. I was unfamiliar yeah. with. He's 30. He's off I-95. He has 14 passes in nine years in the league. So they, you can't they have, go to So them. they have no move. No. They the have, move is what, Eli. Here's, here's the move. They have no move. And with the first pick that's, in the draft, that's right. the New York Giants select. That that's the move. Do you which remember means they have no move. when Peyton Manning? Eli's 37 years old now. He's not yeah. a kid. When Peyton Manning, when when he had the neck operations, and you got the sense that he didn't have the arm he used to, he went to Denver. And even in Denver, you said, whoa, he can't even throw it 20 yards in the air. But he went to two Super Bowls in four years, which is why there was speculation last year that when Tom Coughlin landed in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles, that they would bring Eli Manning in. Tom Coughlin would know whether Eli can play or not. Well, if he... maybe number 13, who's sitting there with Lil Wayne, maybe they're plotting out the future. <laughs> what is the that? That's right. He, you know, everybody went crazy. What he said was right. Every, every bit of his analysis about where Eli is at this point of his career is accurate. People don't want to hear, in a lot of cases, a teammate saying that about a guy who's got two Super Bowl rings and likely you know where the, the Hall of Fame. Are, you know what they are now? They're the Titanic. They're bad. They're the Titanic. You know I'm rooting for them tonight. We're How going to that? London for our next story. The Daily Mail reports that Jacksonville owner Shad Khan is looking to put the Jaguars in his soon-to-be-acquired Wembley Stadium digs. He will reportedly keep the Jags based in Jacksonville, but he wants to play at least four games in London annually. Wilbon, would this be a good thing or a bad thing for the league? Well, Tony, the good thing would be the NFL is trying to force its presence internationally, particularly in Europe. And it doesn't particularly work because they got football in Europe, the football they prefer. And they call they got this, the real football. They call this American gridiron. They, they, they yeah. have no respect for this. But if you can get a team that can sell apparel, sell jerseys, and have one or two stars, you can get something the rest of the NFL teams don't have in Europe. And that would be important, if not to the NFL, though tangentially so, it would be important to Jacksonville and that owner who's got other grand ideas. So it will be important for him and his team and a little bit the NFL. Let me try and understand this. You are saying that the important issue here is if the NFL can accessorize in a different continent. That's right. That's interesting. That's money. They homes. already play three games yeah. in, in London each year. And each one sells out. And nobody I know. Don't identify I, with okay. anybody. Okay, so what I'm getting to is if they play one more and Jacksonville plays all, all of them four, yeah. and it keeps other people from having to make that They're trip. They're Europe's team, though. So it, it, the answer to the question is it can't possibly be a bad thing for the league. We're not sure it's a good thing, but it helps all the other teams. And let's just say the larger question is how does it affect them competitively Jacksonville, and if it hurts them, you know what the other owners are? They're happy because they can go and beat them. Is Jacksonville the kind of team that European sports fans could sort of take seriously or any, rally around? Any team that goes over there four times a they year. They have a star, don't they? They don't have a star. Who's a star? Well, Leonard Fournette, if he gets back, will be a star. How about the your, Jalen your, Ramsey? Yeah. The cornerback. Let's take a break. Coming up, what, what might Bill Belichick do to contain Patrick Mahomes? We're going to ask Steve Young. We'll also ask him how a quarterback is supposed to act when his kicker can't make squat. See, the thing about Jacksonville is no one in Europe, I would think, considers that a big-time American. That's city. what I'm saying. Right. But you can... Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Sherwin-Williams. Make the most of your color with the very best paint. Ask Sherwin-Williams. How do you judge someone? Not by what they say, by what they do. We're a nation of doers. What's Mike Bloomberg about? Doing things. 
a middle-class kid, worked his way through college, an entrepreneur. Bloomberg built a global news and information business from scratch. Mayor of a diverse, progressive city, Mike Bloomberg rebuilt after 9-11, creating nearly 500,000 jobs, improving health care and public schools. Now he's running for president, and Mike's the change we need. From chaos to steady leadership, from lies to someone who believes in facts and data, from divisiveness to someone who builds teams, nurtures good ideas, and holds himself accountable for results. Mike Bloomberg knows how to lead, to build, to deliver, to do. He'll win and unite this country. Mike will get things done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message because we need to deliver on the promise of the American dream. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. A PTI investigation has revealed that it is Steve Young's birthday. We both look great for 57. <laughs> As a gift, we're giving him NFL questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, let us start with this. How do you think that a Bill Belichick defense will try to handle the wunderkind Patrick Mahomes? Well, Bill Belichick, what he does, and he's done it for years, he attacks your friends. It's your receivers. It's Travis Kelsey. You're going to see him ta- tackle him, hold him, man, like, and the, and, the, and the head referee, the linesman, or the uh, they're going to be able to say they're going to watch it and go, "Well, I can't call a flag every time." So they'll call three or four. But every time you think Travis Kelsey's supposed to be in a spot, Bill Belichick's going to make sure he's not there or quite there, or the timing's off. Force him out of the pocket, run around, and then he's just going to hope because Bill Belichick has not run into a guy like this very often, Aaron Rodgers, other people that can make such great plays, especially down the field. So he's going to be at risk. Bill Belichick knows he's at risk with this kid. But if he can get him off his timing, which is what Bill's favorite thing to do all time, and he'll do it to this. You know, you know what? I think the quarterbacks under 25 years old in Foxborough in the Bill Belichick era – 0 for 23. So, oh, good luck. Oh, whoa, whoa, over 23. That ain't analytics. That's just facts, Over 23. Um, <laughs> let's go from one end, Bill Belichick, to the other, Jason Garrett, Steve, who did not go for it on fourth and one in overtime. As a player, your reaction would have been what on the field if that was your coach? Well, first of all, the overtime's kind of tedious, right, because if you're going to go for it and then you're going to give them the ball back and then a couple first downs went loses the game – it's a super high risky moment. So to me, do you have a first, I mean, a, a fourth and one play? Do you have something you have high confidence in? And if you don't, kick it. I don't care what your players say. Like, I'm not going to put my, I'm not going to put this at risk. But the truth is most teams today with the offensive kind of centric way of doing it, they got a, they got a fourth and one play and most of them make it pretty easily. So in my mind, as a coach, there's more and more pressure now on you because of the nature of the NFL that if it's fourth and one, you got to go for it because you're expected to be able to have a play that works. We will stay with the Cowboys and we will go to the owner who is the spokesman for the Cowboys more than anybody else. (laughs) Jerry Jones says that it has been a long time since the Cowboys have had a legitimate number one receiver. I guess he didn't think Des Bryant was a number one receiver. In the days of spread offenses, how important is it to have a traditional number one receiver? How's that for passive aggressiveness? My gosh. Uh, you know, to me, he's got – you don't have to have a number one receiver that has everything. It would be great if you did, but you look at the Chiefs. they got a really – they got a speed guy. they got an underneath guy. As long as you have all the toolkit, that's what you got to have is all the optionality that a number one gives you. You don't have to have it in one guy, but you got to have it in maybe three guys. But as long as you have that, you're okay. A number one guy, awesome. But there are ways to do it in other, in other ways. 
There was a picture from Sunday's game where Aaron Rodgers is standing next to Mason Crosby, clearly trying to whisper in his ear and cheer him up a little bit. When you miss that many kicks, what's the responsibility as a quarterback and team leader, Steve? Did you ever have that situation? And what was it like when you approached your kicker? I'm telling you, a kicker, it's such an odd thing, Michael. The kickers practice alone. They, you know, they're not even hardly, they, they sit in the buses in the back. They don't, you know, they just, it's almost, and then when they miss a kick, everyone's like, who's that? Well, who's this guy? What's he, what's he doing? He's lost, he just lost the game. We don't even know who that is. Great teams have kickers that the team knows. Great teams have kickers that are integrated with the team, and that's true for Crosby. He is one of the, he is respected and one of the guys. So everyone felt for him. They did not respond to him like a lot of teams do. Like get rid of that guy. We need a guy to kick field goals. They'll forgive him. But five, that is a day when you just wonder to yourself, is it you know what have I done wrong? But I love that Aaron Rodgers showed the rest of the team, um, the rest of the world, and his team, we got your back. I'm of the opinion that the Cleveland Browns are the most over-talked-about team in the history of sports in the last two years. Nonetheless, Hugh Jackson warned his Browns players not to get caught up in the hoopla from bandwagon <laughs> fans. What kind of bandwagon is that? But, 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 but let's talk about hearing too much praise. Is that a legit problem, or is that something that's overstated, particularly with all but, the media today? Michael, and the, the problem with the NFL is that there's a game every seven days. Baseball, basketball, every two or one day, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't get the hoopla going. Again, you, get, you have to play into all the momentum. Football, seven days, you know, the whole perception of a team, who you are, how you feel about yourself, what people think of you, really does affect the locker room. You know, and the whole world thinks that you're going to lose. You can say the coach can have a great play, you know, great game plan, big speech, and the rest of the team's like, yeah, no, but we already had seven days that we're going to lose. I don't know if we're going to make it. So to me, it can affect football. And you got to be careful. Now, do I need Hugh Jackson with a couple of wins to kind of warn people about, like, let the hoopla ride. Let the, like, everyone jump on who's possible, man. The Cleveland Browns have been bad for so long. Why even bring it up? But I do understand every seven days, perception does matter. I would get you out of here on this. It's the Eagles and the Giants tonight, which is a great rivalry, except when the records are terrible like this. What interests you about this game? Uh, I want to see Saquon Barkley play. I mean, I just, you know, I, we don't get to see that. I, 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 phenomenal. I want to see OBJ do something on the field or on the in, sometime I'm with a camera on him that says to me, I kind of get that I am the face of not just the Giants but the league, and I'm going to do things that bring my, my teammates together. I'm going to bring do things that help us win, not just on the field by catching touchdowns, but just how I am as a leader. That's more important than obviously the, the, the Eagles reclaiming in some sense that we can go do this again. Because, you know, obviously it's been rough. I mean, what, nine turnovers, 11 drop balls, 43 uh, 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 penalties. This is a team that needs to get, you know, solidified very quickly and no better time than do it on national TV. Thank you so much, Thanks, Stephen. Steve. Thank much you for using the word optionality. That made me very happy. <laughs> you don't hear that much on the show, optionality. I like that. You're easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take one Thank last break. Steve. Still to come. Does it make sense for Tiger and Phil to not sell tickets to their showdown? And could Habib really quit the UFC if his teammate gets fined for punching Conor McGregor? Happy birthday, Steve. Uh, you guys are the best. He looks 10 years younger than he is, doesn't he? Yes, he looks 30 years younger than us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Tell my he does. wife. Tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, only in theaters, October 12th. Happy time, people. Happy 29th birthday, Michelle Wee. Sneaky young, considering we've been talking about her for 15 years. She was a phenom. She could hit driver 300 yards. We all wondered if it was a mistake trying to play in those men's tournaments. It was. But she has ended up with a solid, if not spectacular, career on the LPGA Tour. In fact, she won the U.S. Women's Open in 2014. She's ranked 23rd in the world. She's won five tournaments. You Wouldn't you think it'd be more? The expectations were out of control. They were unfair. I root for her just about every week that she tees it up, Tommy. Still like watching the show we play. Happy anniversary, Jason Wirth. On this day six years ago, he hit a dramatic walk-off home run for the Nationals to push the Cardinals to a Game 5. To this day, that is the most memorable at-bat in Nationals history. I was there. I was sitting with my friend Mark Tui. It was great. The next day, as they always do, the Nats bullpen blew up. They were eliminated from the playoffs. Mike, the Nats really missed Jason Worth in the clubhouse. Where's Worth? What was he doing this summer? He's, he, he tried to play again, I think, with Seattle, and he retired in the middle of the year. Okay. He had uh, some career. A melancholy trails to Tex Winter, the innovative thinker and basketball coaching lifer, died yesterday at 96. For 32 years, Maurice Tex Winter was a head coach in college basketball at Marquette, Kansas State, Washington, Northwestern, and Long Beach State. But the great fame in his career happened when he went to work for Phil Jackson with the Chicago Bulls. It was Tex Winter who conceived of the triangle offense, which is either beloved or despised, depending Love. on your point of view. It was the triple post, right? The triangle was Phil's coinage. Tex Winter, when he was a head coach at Northwestern, I, as a student sports writer at the Daily Northwestern, got to cover his team. That's very cool. It was cool. fascinating. He and Johnny very Bach, cool. there was no better... Assistant cool. coaches you could talk to than those guys. Big finish real quick. Let's the Las it. Vegas Review-Journal reports no tickets will be sold to the Tiger Phil Showdown. VIPs only. Makes sense? No, a lot of this makes no sense. I, I don't get this. Habib has threatened to quit the UFC if it fires his teammate for punching Conor McGregor. Should Dana White call his bluff? 100% he owns the league. Former Clemson quarterback Kelly Bryant visited North Carolina, will visit Arkansas. Where would you go? There's a lot of places he could go and play quarterback and fling it maybe more than those two schools. Pac-12 said it's changed its replay procedure after Yahoo reported its general counsel overruled a call in the replay center. Your thoughts? I don't know what that guy's doing. That is an integrity of the, the game GC. issue. Last one. Texas Tech at TCU tonight. Who you got? I got TCU. Ball be flying that day, right? It'll be worth watching. It'll be a hundred passes, I would think. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. He's holding up a book. By Mitch Albums book. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the Apple podcast. Charles and I, we still have books Stop to sell. Stop it. The huh? next person huh? you meet in heaven, Mitch Album, buy it. PTI.